Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice to welcome. Happy Sunday afternoon. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day, yeah, I guess. Sorry about the no um, pop, man. It's try, too early for that. It's too early for Joe to be popping tops. Um... That's not the kind of entrance we like to hear. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to pop one, and I was going to make fun of you, and it was going to be great. <clears throat> oh, but so <laughs> you can go back and forth either way. It doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah, okay, totally. Okay, it's a win-win yeah. for me, absolutely. So okay. Yeah, nice. Well, I have errands I have to do after this, so. Oh, yes, okay. And I don't usually, I usually don't pop one myself until the race starts, so. That's what I plan on doing, but the thing is I probably won't be back until the race is probably more in the middle of it so true um so what's up nothing man nothing long week long week long week i got a long week coming up too by the way decent news yeah 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 i mean the news cycle despite you know i just don't remember it being like this last year i guess is my point and we did we did one show like every other week last year and now we're doing um one a week easily we used to have to search for things, and now it's just like you know, it's easy. So yeah, well, uh, I mean, a lot of you can run a lot stuff. of stuff off speculation too, right? I mean, that's what James talked about last time we were on, and you know, he was talking about someone he doesn't like writing, you know, the puff pieces or like specula- speculatory, uh, you know, uh, articles. So that's kind of what a lot's been, you know, when you're talking about speculation of, is, is there going to be football? Is there going to be basketball? Yeah. You know, where are the transfers going? You know, who else is going to come for the basketball? You know, is our, are our transfers going to be able to not have to sit out a year and be immediately eligible? You know, there's a whole bunch of things that have been speculation on top well, of the TBT as well. Yeah. And, and a lot of wrenches thrown in the mix, which gives us plenty to talk about. So let's do it. Yes, sir. What has happened this week in Q's News? The Juice, powered by BetOnline.ag. Coach Babers made his much-anticipated words heard about some of the racial issues of the past couple weeks. His original statement was released on his Twitter account. In it, he mentioned some of the black lives that were inexcusably taken, his memories of past movements and issues. He also issued a needless apology to Orange family for his delayed statement because of his need to process, pray, and talk with his daughters and son-in-laws. Coach recently sat down with Syracuse sports writers and journalists. Here is a response he had to a question 
posed by Stephen Bailey of Syracuse.com. You know, it's kind of like if you're really going to talk about this stuff, I look at it like it's a, it's a scab. If you really want to talk about it, you got to peel the scab off. And then you got to take something and you got to rub, rub where there's no wound and create a wound. And, and that scab needs to start bleeding. And when it bleeds and you talk about it, there's a chance that it can heal the right way. And, you know, they made me bleed on some stuff. But that was good because you're either green and growing or you're red and rotten. And they opened my eyes to some things that I had not thought about. But it, and it had to do with the generation gap. And it had to do with them seeing things at a younger age. I saw the same things, but again, they were raised differently than the way I was raised. And it, and it hurt me that they felt that way. Okay? It really hurt me, which really pushed me to do, so, do something faster than what I wanted to do. Now, I haven't had a chance, again, to finish that call, which is the reason I'm being really reserved on answering those questions. Because I, if I've gone through all this pain, and criticism to wait to speak to them. I'll be doggone I'm not going to jump ship now and just make it easy. No, no, no. I'm going to finish the job, and then whatever happens after that happens. But it was, I thought it was good. I thought the, if, it was a, if there's 10 points to this conversation, I, we're at three. We still got a long way to go. But uh, it was a good opener, and I'm looking I'm, – I'm really excited to get back with them because they were – talking and I was listening that's that was the most that was the biggest part of the call and when they get back here after they finish talking and I'm still listening then I get to talk and I know they will listen and afterwards hopefully we're all stronger as iron sharpens iron one man sharpens another Austin Kahi is the 11th recruit of the 2021 cycle the first on the offensive line and the fifth on the offensive side of the ball 6 foot 269 pounds he's ranked 3 stars by 247 sports with no rankings anywhere else as noted by Noon's magician Austin Welcome to the Orange family. Syracuse football takes a hit in the secondary depth a little bit. Uh, Mike McAllister reported Alan Stritzinger would be entering the transfer portal. He is reserve safety, according to his bio on Cuse.com. The six-foot, 194-pound Stritzinger, who is entering his senior year, has competed in 29 games with one start over three seasons, according to Inside the Loud House. So, Josh Black, he caught the eyes of The Rock after Black tagged him in a tweet where Black, a six foot three, 277 pound D lineman, runs up an exterior wall of a building, does a backflip. Uh, the Rock called Black a hell of an athlete and noted that Josh was on their radar. Black told Syracuse.com and the Post Standard he didn't really like playing football when he was younger. He liked weightlifting and the nutritional structure the sport demanded more than perfecting stunts or techniques. That is your juice for this week. A little bit later, we are going to have James Zuba from Noon's Magician on. We're going to talk a little bit of Syracuse basketball going into next year, probably some TBT in Bayheim's Army. But before we do all that, obviously, you know that this show, the Cuse Militia Podcast, is distributed by Armchair Media, and it's powered by BetOnline.ag. Uh, there is no shortage of action going on with our partners at betonline.ag. The sport world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, you've got the UFC, you've got boxing, you've got NASCAR, and international soccer 
is that a sport? I guess so. They've all resumed. Play and Bet Online has the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers. Go check it out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Now, if you're like me, that catches your attention. Casino games, poker tournaments, that's right, my alley. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right, Joe, we can start uh, at the top and work our way down, and then we will bring James on. So, yes, sir. Um, Coach Babers finally made a statement. I mean, I say finally, but I guess it was it was a little delayed. He explained why. Uh, I think right. everybody respects that, fans and players alike. So, um, you know, yeah. he had a conversation with his his men, his young men that he leads, and um, you know, we don't really need to know the details, but of course, right. there's got to be you know, he's got to be interviewed and all that stuff. A lot of the teams. I mean, everyone. You know, you you look at it. Every team, their players are are looking for their coach or, you know, their mentors or whoever to stand up and actually make a statement about it. Right. Um, and you saw a lot of people make those statements and, you know, a lot of times the people, they get pressured and they make it look bad or makes it look bad that it took so long. But, um, really this, I mean, this is where I really like applaud Dino Babers. And I really just, it tells me just a little bit more about him as just a human being, like him being able to, take the time to not come out. I mean, cause you saw some people that came out and they made some quick and not really, uh, not well thought, thought. Out, yeah. thought out, uh, comments and they got thrown to the grindstone for it. And uh, you, you know, they backpedaling and having to apologize and everything like that. So, um, there are, you know, those coaches that they've been looking to stand up and, and, and talk about, um, but I think because the fact that he, you know, is an African-American head coach as well, the, I think that gives him the time. And, and I like how he he sat back because everyone knew that it was egregious. Right. Every, everybody knows. Right. So I think the right. fact that he actually sat down, took the time to process it, took the time to talk to his family. And, and you know, he's he's the, uh, essentially the second, maybe sometimes in some cases, the first father figure in, in these kids lives. And you know, he wants to hear from them and they want to hear from him. And I just, I just respect the way that he, he thought it out. He didn't come out and just make a quick non, you know, well thought out, um, comment. So I just love the way that he handled it. Yeah. And he's a very private guy and give a lot of details and he shouldn't have to. And you know, that stuff will surface eventually, but, um, you know, that's, No, and like it doesn't you, sound like, like his said, teams. He he's very he was calculated about it. He you know, he just he took the time. He's you know, both of his daughters, you know, he's got two white son in laws. They're gonna obviously have biracial children and he wanted to talk to them. He he specifically mentioned that and, and you right. know, the the rules of engagement and you can go uh, for for him growing up, and you can go look at his statement, and I'm just sure many of you probably already have, but it is available on Twitter and everywhere else. So anyway, okay, right. uh, Kahi out of Hawaii. Um, yes. In in I came to Kahi, Kahi. Th- through Surrey. By the way, I had no idea, and Surrey tells me that's how it's pronounced. So we'll see. We'll see how yeah. accurate if she so nails if John's that. John's wrong. 
series wrong. Right. <laughs> right. And we'll see how we'll see how accurate uh, that actually is. So it'll be interesting. Anyway, it's always yeah. tough. It's always tough. Out of Hawaii, first offensive lineman, Joe. Um, big yeah. boy, uh, you know, it's the 11th, uh, as I mentioned, 11th recruit this cycle and the fifth on, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, see, I'm not really well versed in how good Hawaii football is um, as far as, you know, high school football and the competition and everything like that. But, I mean, you do tend to see a decent amount of, you know, Hawaiian players out there, right? Uh, he's yeah. ranked the, tw- the 12th. Uh, he's ranked number 12 in the state. And, um He's got just a big frame. You see him 6'5", and I, I watched his tape. He's really, really agile, moves quickly. I mean, he almost looks like he could be a tight end, but he looks like that kind of athlete that just knows he's got the frame, and he'll be able to put on the muscle and the size once he gets to a college into a good um, strength and conditioning program. So, again, not a guy that's going to come in, especially, like I said, 6'5", 260. He's not going to come in and start, but uh, that's definitely a guy who's got the size and potential to come in and, and put on that weight and – and be a tackle down the road, you know, a solid starting tackle um, or offensive lineman um, down the road two, three years from now. So, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those status quo. That's kind of where we've been in the recruiting, so to speak for a while now. Um, Yeah. Every once in a while we'll get a four star here and there. Right. Right. I mean, realistically this, I mean, this is a guy that's, he's not going to come in and help us in year number one. Um, but I do like the potential. So, well, he's, I mean, you're gonna have to shore up that line, and it looks good coming in, going into, or coming into this year, this fall. It yeah. looks okay. So, right. Um, Stritzinger is gonna enter the transfer portal. A little surprised by this one. He got he got some burn, but I guess he he either wants more, or it's not gonna fit, or what do you think? Uh, I think it's just a fit. Again, I think yeah, he's probably right. realistically on the depth chart in the corner, probably like fourth or fifth. And even if he was third, it would be tough for him to see the field. Um, he mostly played our, you know, our nickelback garden, you know, the slot corner last year uh, when we played nickel. Um, and now with the three, three, five, that five, uh, as far as number of secondary, that's, that's really like three safeties. So, um, there's still really only two corners and then, you know, you're going to have, you know, safety that's going to be big enough to come in. And, you know, I think I want to talk to you the other day, I'm described almost like a Keelan Whitner, some guy who, you know, a guy that trans, you know, he switched from safety to, to uh, linebacker. He'll be a guy like a Rover that's all over the field and then they'll have the traditional safeties and then the traditional corners. So, um, I think just basically fit and, and, and that's just really what it is. He's going to have to go somewhere else if he wants to get a decent amount of playing time. And is I believe he's a senior too, right? Yeah, he's going into his senior year. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, again, it's unfortunate, but this is just par for the course when you have uh, a defensive scheme change. Um, we've already seen, you know, Juan Wallace and Kadeem Trotter, the two two linebackers go, and now we had this guy. And then also uh, um, a walk-on um, defensive back, James Cherry. He's also one in the transfer portal. Um, so, we're losing uh, two defensive backs, obviously. You know, I don't know how much playing time they would have got, but it's it's just par for the course. That's what happens when you make this kind of change. And, so. and if he's got to sit out, that's you know, and that's he's still got a year eligibility after that. So yeah. you know, only, and, you and know. real quick to go back to that uh, the offensive lineman there. Just one last thing. Um, I'd rather have a guy like this as far as a three star. You know, sometimes you see three stars that come in and they have the size, but then it's like you know they got to 
get it, make it, turn it into muscle, reshape their body and work on their footwork. You know, um, offensive linemen, if footwork, agility, that kind of stuff and technique, that's, that's, that's the most important. And if you can get that down, um, then as long as you can just get the, put the weight and the strength on, then you're going to be good. And, and that's why I like this type of recruit a little bit better. Cause he's already got the agility. He's already got the athleticism. You can see that it's just now he's got to get stronger and just learn technique. So that's why I'm, I'm excited about uh, that recruit. What did you think of Josh Black's tweet to the rock? That was pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you saw McKinley Williams a couple years back bear, and he used, he did the, the what the double triple back handsprings or whatever, yeah. which was athletic as hell, you know. Yeah. And then I saw, I saw that, you know. And it, it's just always, hey, whenever you get the attention of the Rock, then it's a it's a good. It can only be good. Well, I didn't I didn't <laughs> realize that his pa- his passion is not really football. He he said he he was quoted as saying he ba- he played football so he didn't let his parents down because he comes from a family of players. So. Yeah. You know, his passion is actually he wants to be a stunt double. I mean, he's he, and he's a monster. I mean, he squats, what, 700 pounds? I mean, oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Um, Dude, I mean, yeah, you never know. Like I said, I mean, he says that. And uh, there's some guys that, you again, you just get pushed into it. Right. And there's some guys that, you know, they they just use it to get into college and then to get a, a free education. And they don't really want to. You know, there's some guys they don't want to go play professional. They get that, that college degree. And then, you know, they're in the NFL for only a couple of years and they realize, you know, that's not the life they want. I got a degree. I can go do this. Right. So some people use their athleticism, not just to go pro, but at the same time, it is very hard to turn down that type of money <laughs> It is uh, for, for a short period of time. So, I mean, he can say it's not his passion and this, this and that, but I'll tell you what, if he hears his name on draft day, I bet you he's going to give it a go. The Rock obviously played for Miami D lineman yep. as well, so they have that in common. Um, all right, any f- final thoughts and and all things Syracuse football? Anything you got, Joe? Nope, okay. just waiting for more stuff to to hit. Yeah. All right. One more time, you all know already that this show, the Cuse Militia Podcast, is distributed by Armchair Media and powered by BetOnline.ag. So. Uh, the sports world is slowly coming back, and the N- NBA announced its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, and NASCAR are all in full force. Look, Bet Online is your source for online betting. They also have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC uh, happening live every day for devout gamblers. Or, like I mentioned, what I love, they got the casino games, they got poker tournaments, and the best props in the business visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus betonline.ag your online wagering experts let's bring on the zubinator (laughs) and now what do you think about that what do you think about that Makes we me welcome, think uh, Jackie Moon. <laughs> we, we welcome our good buddy, James Zuba, Syracuse Orange basketball beat writer for Noon's Magician, and currently a Central Squarean slash Syracusean out of the city. This this kid has uh, he's gotten out. He can go do things now, and um, he's looking good. He looks refreshed. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Good to see you as well. We got a little vibe switch on the music intro, so uh, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out of the city. Uh, I got a haircut yesterday. Shout out to the shop. The uh, best best place in central New York to get a cut, in my opinion. My humble opinion. Where's that and, at? Uh, uh, Erie Boulevard. Oh, okay. Actually, I think they have two locations now, but I go to the one on Erie Boulevard. And uh, yeah, I'm up. I'm up here, back home, and it feels really good to be home, man. Uh, very refreshing, man. liberating in a lot of ways. Just because you know, when we last talked, I think I was still in the city. Everything was shut down. Um, you know, you could go to the grocery store and, and whatnot, but dude, I'm I, up here. I'm out here driving and going to the parks and stuff on the weekend, and it's it's been great. Um, I, I got to be honest, dude. It, it I I could tell it through your texts. Yeah. Uh, that when you got <laughs> when you got back to Central Square, like it's yeah. a total like that was really bringing you down, man. It was like yeah, you could tell. But you're refreshed. You're there till what November or something like that. Yeah, we're being told uh, November. So uh, it, really, it's a guessing game. Nobody knows for sure. But um, I'm definitely up here for the summer. I know that. So that's awesome. Uh, He's been hitting up Green Lakes, good. folks. If you want autographs. You know, just go to Green Lakes and see if you could catch a James Zuba sighting. You know, so yeah. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if you could do anything with it, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to sign whatever. Man. Oh, you I got get out of there before uh, Lake Effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's kidding. a good time to be up here right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's summer, it's warm. You know, it's so green and it's, it's just totally it's beautiful different. in the summertime. Totally change of pace than in the city, so I'm enjoying it. I love it up there in the summertime, man. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just growing up with that, I don't think anything beats it. Well, the beach comes close, though. But, um, all right, <laughs> it does. Uh, Andrew White, he's going to join Eric Devendorf, John Gillum, uh, Brandon Trish, Malachi Richardson, Demetrius Nichols, Tyler Lydon, Dante Green, and Chris McCullough uh, in the Bayheim's Army. In his one year at Syracuse, uh, White shot 44% from the field and 40.3% from three, and he averaged 18 and a half points a game. In, in his one year, 628 points in the one season he played there. That's pretty. That's a sniper right there. He's a sniper. He's, he's got the Syracuse single season three point record as well. So oh, does you know, he? Add another okay. match. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. From so James. how how about this roster though? I mean, another shooter. You've really got shooting at every position. Everywhere. Um, yeah. you, know, you bring Tyler Lydon into the fold, and you know he can presumably play some center. So you get shooting at every position. I mean, all these guys are capable of, of knocking down the three ball. And you know, I think I think the only hole in the roster at this point is true center. You know, you you need more shooting, obviously for TBT, and uh, you know they have it. But maybe there's like an opposing big that's just a force inside that you know maybe they don't they don't really have anybody to combat that, but. Um, maybe the best Bayheim's Army roster that we've we've seen thus far. Yeah. So what do we what do we usually? How deep do we usually go? And not deep, but how how big is the team usually? Like ten players? Because we're up to nine already. Yeah, I think they've gone as many as like eleven in the past. That's probably too many. You know, too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, I, I don't know that they're going to add anybody else. I think the roster might be set at this point. And you know, with games just two three weeks away, um, they're probably set. Maybe. But, you know, maybe they'll, they'll add somebody else if somebody can't come in or, or we'll see what happens there. But, uh, Who do you yeah, th- I, th- I think that's a good number because the, the more players that you add this year, too, you got to think like it's less money. You're, you're adding more risk, you know, because ju- if, if just one of your guys tests positive, the, the whole team's gone from the event. So you got to start to think from that that angle as well. Yeah. And I mean, well, so who do you see working down low the most? Either one of you. 
I mean, I, like he's mentioned, you got some some okay guys down there, but not having a true center, I don't know. You just rotate guys or or, or, or what you do, but you know, talent. But you know, it's yeah, really bro. the strength, right? Yeah, well, it's the strength exactly. Yeah, you need they some muscle down there. have a situation where what it was. I mean, you have McCullough, right? Leiden. Dante Green's probably going to have to play a little bit bigger in there. I mean, he's a more experienced guy. Um, I mean, we don't really have like like James said. If if a, if a team has a pretty like a big center, a guy that can use his body and just get guys out of the way, um, yeah. I don't really know if we're going to have anything to combat that. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they'll be playing a lot of zone, so it'll probably be a little bit difficult for the guys to just truly post up in there. But that is one thing that. I think there is, you know, a little bit of a hole there. But, yeah, as you said, I think McCullough probably gets some run in there. Um, Leiden will probably, you know, get the most minutes in there, I would think, just based on, you know, his offensive capabilities and uh, ability to stretch it and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, maybe Dante Green gets some run in there as well and foul trouble or, you know, just based out of need, maybe he gets some run in the center. And uh, I, I know Syracuse fans weren't really excited about the addition of Green, but I have been told, for what it's worth, that he is in a different headspace this summer and is not just going to look to come in and get a bunch of shots up. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, man. <laughs> I do agree with you, though, that uh, that it is probably the best roster. Uh, in recent history, Syracuse players, I mean, we've had great players, right? Great college players. They end up getting drafted, but they're like fringe NBA. They're in for two years and they're gone. And we just had a lot of those fringe guys that, Honestly, I've kind of just been waiting for to step up. And I mean, I, I would have loved for them to make it in the NBA, right? But I was waiting for the Benajes and Malachi Richardson, Leiden. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah. 
The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Who's the one that I'm still thinking? Oh, I mean, uh, the point guard there. Tyler. Tyler Annis, yeah. I mean, we got some young guys that I've just been waiting for to be able to step up and be in this tournament because we have had an older 
team you've seen that that's kind of been something that's mm-hmm. hurt us in, in the past. Again, like you mentioned shooting in the past, but also just you play some of those younger teams that just get up and go, go, go. We didn't have the energy for that. You know, you got the Warks and the Onuakus and <laughs> those guys running up and down the court with those guys. So that's really where we end up losing in the past. So having a young team like this, I think it's definitely our best roster. So with the um, the shortened field, our shrunken field, they're going to do a, a live selection show on TBT's Facebook June 16th, which I'll probably tune into. So, And then uh, tip-off will take place on July 4th in Columbus, Ohio, in Nationwide Arena. And um, it's going to be a whole day on July 4th of, of games. That's going to be great. I think July 4th lands on a Saturday too, doesn't it? It does. It yeah, does. that's gonna be that's gonna be actually a whole lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's like we got what we got right now with NASCAR and um, UFC, which you know, mm-hmm. not the fans and stuff, but it's gonna be real. Like Joe and I have talked before, it's gonna be a little different watching basketball without fans. Like UFC yeah. and NASCAR without fans is, you know, I mean, you focus the camera on one spot and you don't even think about it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So. Um, anyway, uh, it should be fun. I, I would, I'm be willing to bet we get a top, we'll be a top five seed. I think, I hope I would think so. So, I mean, there was some speculation. Oh, Syracuse is, is Bayheim's army going to make it? I don't think it's a question about that. You guys don't believe any of that, do you? Oh no, they're, they're in for sure. I mean, yeah, just, just based on a pragmatic, like, you know, viewership, audience uh, i think they would have to be in i mean yeah and they, it, it, it shouldn't go that way you know it should be how <laughs> things are or you know oh that's decided, how it goes though yeah we've, we've seen that before yeah so. and they oh, yeah. To, i think in the past the syracuse you know Bayheim's army has got the highest rating so i don't think they're gonna throw Bayheim's army out. well they oh sh- no we they shrunk the number one too. in the past right yeah yeah we were yeah. number one a couple years ago we were they, gonna host the region i mean how right. are we not gonna get in right right and, and by the way they shrunk the pot you was two million they're doing one million yeah. So, yeah. Which is another reason why you question whether or not you add anybody, right? Well, yeah. At this point. Yeah. You know, everyone you everyone has their price, right? So. Sure. Um, all right. Well, let's let's play let's play um, speculation game. Uh, what would it be? <laughs> what would it be without a little bit of that? Uh, mm-hmm. Next year's starting five. I figured, um, you know, have some fun with it. Now, this all depends on if. If you know, there's the the one big if is Griffin, right? Alan Griffin getting to play next year or not. So, um, I got mine written down here, but I mean, it's basic because it's, I think it's easy, obviously. It's kind of obvious, yeah. Yeah, it's almost too easy. It's not a whole, but if Griffin is going to be able to play next year, Bayheim, Gerard, Griffin, Dolan, Sadibi, right? Okay, but if he doesn't get to play, I mean, you get Gary Air stepping up in there, and then Gary Air next year when when Dolzhai's gone, um, then you got Gary Air and Griffin. If if I guess if Gary Air doesn't have a breakout season where he um, sure. declares, right? So there's a couple sure. couple things, sure. right? And um, James, I wanted to talk to you about Anselm too. Um, maybe mm-hmm. redshirt, maybe not. I mean, he's still young, but. Um, well, we can talk about that in a second, Joe. What do you got for starting? this? What farting starting five? Yeah, 
Farting, farting, farting. farting. <laughs> Love it. Love I was gonna, it. I was gonna let it go. <laughs> I couldn't let that one go. All I'm right, sorry. all right. No, you're good. You're good. Just oh, people geez. are another reason to laugh at me. That's all. So, but no, not laugh at you. We're, it's, oh no, it's no yeah, we're laughing. No, at I get it. I know. Yes. Um, yes. You, I basically, you just kind of broke it down, right? I just think that there might be a situation where. Just assuming that Alan Griffin's going to start if he can play, uh, I don't know if I don't want to say it's a hundred percent that that's going to happen. I mean, he's only what they kind of marked at what six four or six five. Uh, I feel like the guys that that James, that Bayheim's had down there has at least been what six 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 seven taller guards. So mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised even if Alan Griffin does uh, come Off if the bench. Gary Air still starts. Yeah. But he'll be the first one off the bench. We, they're both going to be the first ones off the bench. Like either way, we know what yep. it's going to be, right? Yeah, right. yeah. James. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think, you know, you could go either way, and you might effectively have like six starters next year just based on how it goes. But I, I would lean towards Garrier starting right now. So I don't think necessarily the, the starting lineup depends on whether Griffin gets a waiver or not. Um, you know, we'll see what happens there, but. You know, I think I think Quincy's ready for a big year just because he came on late. You know, he kind of it took him a while to get going. You know, I think Bayheim was really hard on him, and I think he worked. He learned how to work through that. You know, to take that criticism from his head coach and um, learned kind of how to, you know, channel that and put it off to the side during games and just learn how to play and what coach wants. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to start next year. I think he's ready for it. He's got the body. I think he's got a chance to be the best rebounder on the team next year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to get see him get like eight, nine rebounds a game next year if he gets the minutes. But yeah, everybody else is kind of obvious. You know, Joe and Buddy started last year. Uh, no reason to think that they won't. Um, Marek's a senior; he's going to start. And then, um, you know, obviously Barama came on late down the stretch, so uh, I look for him to start the center again next year. Yeah, two things yeah. I'm really excited about would be Dolzhai in his senior year. First of all, I can't even yeah. I can't even imagine like that went so fast for me like. Him being him being a senior next alone. year doesn't yeah. right. It seems like it mm-hmm. shouldn't be, but um, I think D- uh, Dolzhai in his senior year, I think is going to be exciting to watch. And like you mentioned, Sadibi, I mean, he was just all of a sudden flipped the switch at the end of next last year, and you got to mm-hmm. imagine, you know, he's going to take that in. I mean, it's like he was just so motivated in those last few games, and yeah. which was another reason it was such a shame that we couldn't finish out uh, the year, but. Um, you know, those two things I think are going to be huge. Obviously, Griffin with the still in the air, um, you know, which, like I said before, I, I don't I wouldn't mind Griffin having to sit. I, I think it's I think to be selfish fan, I think that works better for us, uh, to be sure. honest with you, you know, as fans. And as, have an extra year. yeah, to have an extra year and, and as the team <laughs> itself, I think that team's only going to be stronger with him sitting and then being able to play two more years. Well, so let's let's transition to, to Anselm now because let's say he does, let's say Griffin does have to sit out next year. You have depth in the front court, which hasn't been a luxury in recent years for Syracuse. Right. But you bring in Woody Newton. Uh, presumably, if you have Robert Braswell back, you have another option at forward. And now you've got uh, a freshman coming in in Anselm who might be able to play the four or the five. Uh, we know, you know, Jesse, Jesse will be back and, you know, I think he'll be able to play some backup minutes at center, but now you add a versatile guy in Anselm who might be able to play the four or the five. 
Um, you know, again, I don't I don't know how much he's going to play next year, if at all. But, uh, you know, if Griffin does have to sit, maybe somebody like him can step up and play that position. Or maybe a guy like Robert Braswell, who hasn't gotten the run in the past, gets a little bit of an opportunity to play. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. do you, what do you th- I, we all know what you think about Braswell, Joe. What? Um, no, no, it's not. <laughs> look, look, look. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. In my opinion, really, there's no reason not to be excited. In my opinion, about any of the starting five is like the way that we're looking at it. I mean, James, he brought it sure. up the way that the way that Sidibe played at the end of the of the year, knowing that Mark got better. Gary mm-hmm. was playing good at the end of the year, and everyone. I mean, it, if if. Um, Buddy makes the jump from freshman to sophomore, the same kind of jump from sophomore to junior, then he's going to be one hell of a player. And yeah. Joe Girard, same thing. So uh, realistically yeah. to me, I would love for Alan Griffin to be able to play because that guarantees that we have some type of depth on the bench that we can actually rely on. Because that's the yeah. one thing that I'm afraid of is the fact that if we don't have Griffin, then there's Braswell and then freshman, right? And then, at, you know, you have the centers, which I know we right. have depth there like you spoke about. I mean, Jesse Edwards will be better. Who knows the John Bolzak. But as far as forward-wise and as far as guard-wise. So, I mean, I, I know they you. talk – even Kadari Richmond at 6-7, they say maybe defensively if he has to come in and play. But realistically, that spot that we're missing on that bench, unless Alan Griffin can play, then we still don't know what we have. I so know, I would much rather yeah. him – be there to have that first guy off the bench that we know can come in, get buckets, hit the three, maybe play the guard and the forward position. So that's kind of why I want to put my two cents on that Alan Griffin, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good, that's a good argument for that. And um, my, my third thing to watch, like Joe just mentioned, just me think of it right before you said it is, is, is Gerard and getting more consistent, you know, showed a lot of flashes of, greatness in his freshman year i mean his freshman year was actually pretty good very good but um it was kind of the consistency he was knocked off his game kind of easy sometimes he was flustered on offense sometimes by defenses Mm -hmm. and um you know i look for him to kind of grow there and then edwards and braswell i mean i want to see these guys play a little bit more edwards i hope he's doing something because the frame on this kid he could be huge (laughs) I yeah. mean, he's got broad yeah. shoulders. Like he's huge, but he just yeah. doesn't have the meat yet. So um, I want to see those guys step up. So Anselm, um, James, you wrote a couple pieces on him, and you mentioned, and we mentioned mm-hmm. in the last show about how he's a really good fit for the defense and what he can do in his length. He's got like a seven foot five wingspan. I just want to get your thoughts yeah. on on that. And does is this a what is the probability of him you think in your opinion being a, a red shirt after he gets maybe a little bit of burn before that cutoff comes mm-hmm. yeah i think it's a really good gift for syracuse i mean i know there there were some fans that were trying to put a wet blanket on the thing and say you know well who cares we got a sub 100 recruit what you know big whoop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well but i think like look at it one he moved up a class right so he's he's really a year ahead of schedule where he should be um you know, just just based on length, great fit for the zone. I mean, that's exactly what what Syracuse is looking for. Six uh, ten guy with a seven foot five wingspan. Uh, Mike Mike Waters had that first. Uh, he he reported that. So um, yeah, I mean, you, you get a guy with a seven foot five wingspan in the zone. Uh, think about what that could do. Just disrupting passing lanes, and you know whether he's playing the four or the five. He's playing the five. You know, can kind of get out to the corner disrupt some shots, some three-point shots from the corner, 
uh, short corner, high post, that sort of thing. And on the wing, um, you really need guys to stretch out to the three and then be able to help weak side if the ball goes you know, down into the dump down. He's coming over and trying to make a play on that. So I think he's got the athleticism. Um, a little bit raw offensively, you know, I think he's still, you know, kind of getting a feel for the game and, um, you know, very, very raw offensively has a little bit of work to do to improve his skills there. But when you look at who he is as a whole on, on a player, definitely a high ceiling. Don't know how much he could play in year one. Maybe, maybe he is a guy that's a redshirt candidate. And if so, you know, again, he moved up a class, so that's not such a bad thing. Uh, but you know, a medium to long-term side. Yeah. He's, he's a really good get for Syracuse. Well, we'll um, we'll have to have you back periodically, obviously, as you will be anyway, Always. and um, Always. to just see how things develop as the news comes. Joe, anything to add to top that off before we get into the 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 real reason everyone's here? Well, I, I mean, for Frank, to me, I think if he goes, he should be going into his senior year, right? If he goes into his senior year, plays, then who knows what kind of looks he gets in the next class. Right. So mm-hmm. but to James, to James point, we get him a year ahead and, and he knows, I mean, I think he's, he's brought it up. I think we talked about it a little bit. Uh, you come in, you're coming to a school a year early, you know, out of high school to a place where you have Doljai and you have Gary and you got uh, the centers, Sidibe, mm-hmm. there's, he's a senior, like, you know, you're not going to play. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. And instead of staying in, in college, you, or sorry, in high school, you go to college, and again, we talked about it. You go there, and you just you get used to college life, new place, new routine. You know, play with your team, get better, bigger, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. and then it, when you're ready to play, you still got four years. It would still be your normal year that you'd be coming in anyway, and you're going to be more prepared to help. So I 100%. think it's a great get, and I think it's a great choice for him to do that. And it just seems like a, a thought-out thing to me, personally. Yeah. <clears throat> great point, Joe. You're the man. All right, so... Oh, shut up. So, <laughs> um, we've had... We, you know, we had some discussions, off-topic discussions, you know, with the whole coronavirus and all that stuff. And, you know, we did some fun things, this and that. But the real important stuff... It has to do with hot dogs. I mean, and James James Bingo. brought this <laughs> James oh, James geez. brought this up on Twitter the other day, and I just think it's another important thing about hot dogs, and um, yeah. it needs to be talked about. A hot dog is not a sandwich, mm. right, James? What? That's been established. It's not. It is not a sandwich. Right. Correct. It established is, by who? It, it is. It is a uh, Sean, Sean and I. <laughs> oh. Hold on. We're hold the, on. We are the authority on. on oh, jeez. I've got something. Oh we my god. The arbiter of hot dogs, if you will. Oh, here. Let, let me. Let me. Let me just play for you. During this. During this. Um. During this whole debate, I asked my five-year-old. I asked my five-year-old, mm. is, is a hot dog a sandwich? And, and, and mm. this is what he had to say. I want to ask you a question. What? Is a hot dog a sandwich? A hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So, oh, even... Scripted. Even, scripted. <laughs> you could tell even, he was reading that. <laughs> even Cole realizes a hot dog is not a sandwich. But on to the next topic. On to the next topic. Oh, which is... <laughs> <clears throat> Which is now, James. I think we might butt heads here a little bit, but 
The hot okay. dog. Well, first of all, Joe, catch up What's on that? the hot dog, bud. Catch up on the hot no. dog. No, no ketchup, right? Mustard, right? No. Mm. Yes. Okay, he gets one right. He, Joe gets one point. Good job. Yeah. Now, is the... is the ketchup on the bun, and then you just throw the hot dog on top of that? Like a, or excuse me, the mustard on the bun, and you just throw the hot dog on top of that, like, like that? Or do you just put the hot dog on there and then put the mustard on the hot dog? Uh, I put the hot dog in first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. first. Okay. yeah yeah okay. james what about you but then i kind of i kind of open it up make sure i get it in the side so it's kind of both there yeah you know like what i mean like everywhere yeah. okay fair enough yeah fair enough but All i right. like putting other stuff on there too like i'm kind of a relish fan and i'm kind okay. of uh yeah I'm me too. also kind of a um coleslaw fan now that i'm Ooh, actually down in really? the south so really it's a like little the, different like, when, when i came down here they do these chili mustard and coleslaw oh man it's Really, really good. Yeah, that's a, I just, that's a, I, I can't that's all a, the way, right? Right. That's a that's a Martinsville dog, chili mustard, yeah. and coleslaw. Coleslaw. Yeah, yeah that's real good. Yeah. Only thing I can't do is ketchup and onions. Well, yeah. Well, I don't do ketchup on hot dogs. It's gross. Okay. Correct. Right. Correct. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ketchup on hot dogs what? is gross. When did when okay. did the the, the hot dog debate? become such a like spirited you know like i don't know but you, you have are a, really passionate about seriously this, like. yeah you have a side and you stick to it though right i mean that's it well here, here's my 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 thing uh I, I don't like ketchup i think ketchup just ruins the hot dog i mean it, it I, everybody's got their own opinion uh, we joke everybody's got their own yeah. opinion you know i was i was at my buddy's a couple days ago we're playing some pool basketball we played 2v2 and the losers had to grill the hot dogs so we're playing the best out of five series we're going hard at each other i mean nobody wants to be the one on the grill cooking the dogs so <laughs> me and my, my my friend we won we we won it was it was a tough series congratulations and uh losers thank you thank you Lo- losers cooked the dogs and you know i go to get my bun ready i put the mustard on first right and then i put the dog on no ketchup and so I'm sitting there, and my friends are, like, calling me out. They're like, Zoob, you know, no no hot dog or no ketchup on your hot dog? And I, I look at it like, what? Like, you're about to put ketchup on your hot dog? <laughs> and they, they tried to make me feel like I was the bad guy. They're like, what is wrong with you? You, you don't do ketchup? Like, it was it was two on one in this in this scenario. And they were saying they couldn't believe that I don't put ketchup on my dog. Yeah. Sean only boils his hot dogs. No, that's not true. <laughs> Never you, boil you guys a hot have dog. Hoffman's on there. Yeah, you get Hoffman's? yeah. I got a Wegman's. I got a Wegman's a mile from my house. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Uh huh. So, do you have yeah. any other kind of hot dog these days? We we can all agree on that, right? But, yeah. Uh, well, I have a I have a Hoffman question coming up. I'm wanted to save okay. that. Okay. Um, okay. But we Nathan's are good. It's an all beef hot dog. Okay. He, Hebrew National is pretty good. But you know the classic kid hot dog. Like my kids like the ballpark. You know. Oh, don't don't yeah, do that. I know. Have you done, I know, the, have I you know. done the Reds down here, Sean? Yeah, the Jesse James reds? ones. The yeah, Jesse kind of gross, man. Those, yeah, those are the ones Martinsville used to use. They stain the bun. They do stain yeah. the bun, and you got to think to yourself, where is this going inside my body? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Full disclosure: I'm not even really a huge hot dog fan. Oh, I actually am. I, have, I actually am. Like I'm gonna go. I'd go Gianelli. Mm. Oh long. yeah, well Gianelli. that too. Over sure. that, I'd go over okay. sa- sausage over hot dogs all day long. 
Okay, well, here's a here's one before I get to my Hoffman question because this is another debate, and and, and I may be opening a can of worms here. I don't want to prolong this, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's important nonetheless. Now, I grew up sausage, Giannelli sausage on a mm. on a hoagie roll, peppers, peppers, and onions. peppers, onions, and mustard, mm. or you can do peppers, onions, and sauce. Yeah or nay? Like a marinara. Yeah, like a marinara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. What do you think? Both, yeah, of, yeah. both of those legit or what? That's that's legit. I'm, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm I'm Polish. Full disclosure. Okay. So I love sauerkraut, man. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You're not you're not with the sauerkraut. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I can I, oh, okay. I can do the co- Rubens. I don't. I don't. Yes. Do, that's cabbage, right? Is that cabbage? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why I don't like. That's why I'm not huge on the coleslaw. Okay. I love cabbage. Yeah, I mean, I like coleslaw if it's chopped fine. Like the sauerkraut, though, I'm not, I'm not real huge on that. Fair. But to to your point, I think a lot of people do like the the most common Gianelli sausage you could have is yes, peppers, onions, and like a marinara sauce. Yeah. Okay. That's and it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm just saying, I'm a sauerkraut guy. But yeah, yeah it's it's really good. You can't go wrong with Gianelli, man. Gianelli's the best sausage around. Dude, and even when I make uh, like a, um, if I need patties, because sometimes I can't find the patties. If I want to do a patty, mm-hmm. I just grab the Gianelli, take the skin off it, man, pat it down into a patty, make a sausage burger. Well, stuff's good, man. It's good. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Last question. Hot dogs or coonies? Well, for, for me, is it, go, it, go ahead. Is it a coonie or is it a coney? That's I always called it a coonie. I always called it a Trevor as well. <laughs> Joe, what'd you call it? Cooney, right? Uh, I don't really know. Really? I don't. I don't like them. You don't, don't like them? Like no, what makes I've them white? Both. What makes them white? See, a, a cooney to me is like is like, it's like uh, pork. I think it's or veal, that. right? It's veal and pork. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's, I don't know. it's gross. That's what it is. It, it's actually really good, but it's not like a hot dog <laughs> where you could eat like two of them or three of them. Even it's like one. Right, and they shouldn't sell them in packs of six. (laughs) They should sell them in packs of like two. (laughs) Because 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 I can only do one at a time, you know. So like a pack of six, you know, they're freezer burned before I get to them all. Be honest with you, but they're still good. They're good with peppers and onions and mustard too, because it's kind of a sausage almost. Anyway, yeah, it's a little bit spicier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, those are my thoughts. All right, boys. Mm. Anything else to add? I'll let y'all top it is, off. Is a burger a sandwich? No. <laughs> no <laughs> it's a, che- a burger. Yeah, it's a cheeseburger. It's a standalone thing. You know a sandwich has everything to do about the bread, right? Dude, I'm, we're not, we already had this. I already had this conversation with you. I want it yeah. already. No, you when you go to Wegmans <laughs> and you get a, a, an elongated sandwich, we'll call it. What, what, what is that called? What it's a sub. That? It's a sub. It's a, a sub. sub. Okay. Sub sandwich. Now, when I went to when I when I was in school at Marist, I had a roommate from Connecticut. Grinder. Couple couple roommates from, yes, couple roommates from Jersey and one from Brooklyn slash, you know, he he moved out of Brooklyn when he was like eight, so he was like very New York City, but everybody gave me crap for calling it a sub, and you know, it, kid from Connecticut said it's a grinder. Kids from the city said it's a hero. 
uh, I don't know what the Jersey kid says, like a hoagie or a, like man. Yeah. All different types of sandwiches. Yeah, hoagie. All kinds. Those are different types of sandwiches. Joe's correct on that. But that's it. I don't want a cheeseburger sandwich or a hot dog sandwich. <laughs> There's no no one says that. Nobody. Well, no one's saying it let right. Me, uh, let me. Uh, I'll take one hot dog sandwich and some French fries. One cheeseburger well, sandwich and some French sandwich. fries. Look, no, everybody, it's stupid. Everybody it's... shortens things to make it easier. You don't want to say the whole thing. Oh, no, so you mean ham just... and cheese sandwich? I mean, you that's just... just as long as a hot dog sandwich. Ham. You and can say cheese ham and cheese, sandwich. and I still know what I'm talking about, right? Ham and cheese, what? Hammy, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> If someone asks me for ham and cheese, I'm giving them ham and cheese. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but here, here you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, anyway. Like you're at the belly. There were, yeah. That's why people come to this show, obviously, is for well, the important that well, type the important of content. Though. And, you know, we'll think up something next time. But the uh, James is right. The hot dog thing, you, you post up on that, bro. You, you do not relinquish any ground. Okay, because it's just a passionate thing. All right, James, thank you so much for coming on again. I'm glad to see you glowing again, and not just because you haven't seen the sun, but because, <laughs> but because uh, you'll, you're a whole lot happier, man. I'm I'm happy for you. Where Joe and well, I were yeah. worried about you. So, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the worry. But uh, I, I didn't even think I realized like what it what it was doing to me. You know, like. I was just trying to, to get through it, and then I got up here, and I'm like, man, it's great to have a little bit of freedom and be able to drive around and yeah, you know, just, just to be home and you know see old friends and, uh, and it's beautiful old memories and stuff. Too. Where, where you're at is beautiful, man. Central Square, yeah. it's it's awesome up there. So, all right, for James today and Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.